Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. I want to address, I know you see that DM that I sent you about Deion Sanders and HBCUs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. This shit is a this shit is atrocious, bro. I wanted to address a little bit of that too, just on the sports side of things. Okay. That shit really that shit really pissed me off because mm. nigga, you ain't never seen HBCUs on fo- football on TV at all. Right. And he stepped in Jackson State, and not just because they winning, but his personality and a lot of stuff that he brings to the table is they're on TV now and all this kind of stuff. And you got this is not the first time that a opposing coach at an HBCU just been a hater, just a straight up hater. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as I'm concerned. And they keep because they keep doing this shit. If I was Dion, I just go to a P5 school and go get paid and coach at the uh, FBS level. Fuck it. Let them HBCUs drown. Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Because they, <laughs> they clearly don't. They don't want to progress. They don't want to move forward. They don't want to make money. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's an old nigga mindset that that just keeps popping up every now and then. What was what, what did he mean when he said I, you ain't he ain't swag? We, what, what was that all about? So basically what he's saying is. He, basically, what he's saying is SWAC is the conference, right? That mm-hmm. coach, Eddie Robinson Jr., who is not related to the Hall of Fame, Eddie Robinson, that coached at Grambling. They're not related. They just, he, that's just happened to be his name. Um, he's saying that he didn't play in the SWAC conference in college. Okay. Like he doesn't come from the SWAC. <clears throat> but the thing about it is, Eddie George is a head coach in the HBCUs. He coaches at Tennessee State. He ain't SWAC either. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, he went to Ohio State. Hugh mm-hmm. Jackson is a coach in the SWAC. He coaches at Grambling. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it was just another hater. It's just a hater move. And just when you see the video and you've seen the video when they went to go shake hands, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, are you serious, bro? Well, let me let me let me ask you this. And I ain't even pushing back on it. I just I just want to get your your take on it. Um, he said something along the line. Dion, he felt like Dion was in, in Jackson State. They were trying to run up the score. Well, the final the score is 26 to 12. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, two touchdowns in a field goal. Well, I mean, you look at so this is I didn't watch the game. So what I did see was the highlights and I did see the commentary and seen the score. When you look at, you know, if you watch enough football, you look at the box score and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, at the end of the day, I think I'm going to look at it right now. We might as well just address it now instead of waiting until later. Um, the final score was 26-12. In the fourth quarter, the score was 17-6. At the start of the fourth quarter, the score was 17-6. Okay. So this is not a game that was a blowout at all. Right, right, right. right. So now you have, they kicked three field goals, and then they scored two field goals or a touchdown or whatever. The final score was 26-12. He was mad because in the fourth quarter, once the game was out of hand, you could tell the game was going to be over. It was 26-12, like two minutes to go. I guess Dion put the backups in. And they ran some type of uh, stopping goal or something through deep or something like that. And he tried to make it like that was a Bush League thing to do. But really, at the end of the day, look, this ain't high How school. How you know bro. the backup didn't call an audible or something? You know, exactly. You don't know well, what... well, they're blitzing. Alabama State was right. blitzing. So if he's going to keep blitzing to try to take out my quarterback, guess what I'm doing when I'm going up top? I'm going to try to go up top, right. Yeah. And, you know and, what I'm saying? and see, here's the thing, like, 
he'd have a valid point if Dion kept his starters in and then kept trying to right. you know run plays and all that kind of shit, throw the ball downfield. When you're a backup and on a, especially on a good pro on a on a on a good program, you got to take what you could get. If it's not like a lot of blowouts and stuff like that, you don't get a chance to get in a game. You don't get a chance to play. Action. Right. Yeah. So when you do get in, you want to get some good reps in. Have at it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's on you to stop the backup. Exactly. Before. Exactly. Now this is I'm not high school still football. Had his starting. He still had his starting defense in. He right? did. So, so what, what, at, at the end of the day, what you could have did was ask for a running clock. If you're that bitter, ask for a running clock. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just let that clock run no matter what happens. I mean, it's a cowardly thing to do. It makes you look like a punk. But since you want to cry about, you know what I'm saying, Deion Sanders and Jackson State, who's undefeated and ranked number eight in the FCS rankings. And they've Jackson State's never been this good. They haven't been this good since Walter Payton was there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and this thing. about Walter Payton. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Walter Payton went to Jackson State. But this is the thing. Right. And it ain't even about football. It's about the integrity and what I see from a lot of these uh, schools, like from specifically, I always talk about HBCUs. And one of the things that we always talk about is how a lot of these schools are ran like churches. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The money's always missing. The money's always messed up. It's always something. It's always some mismanagement. It's always some fuckery going on with these schools. Even Even the big ones, the Howards, the Tuskegee's, the, the uh, more houses is always something. And now I can we, speak to Tuskegee because my niece went there. There's always uh, some shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. She told me a lot of stuff about how Tuskegee just, they never had anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, the all schools, money the going? schools still look the same as they did in 1960. Right. From what I hear, the only one that's like super up to par is Hampton. Yeah. In Virginia. Okay. Virginia as well. I, I yeah. never heard of Well, Well, Hampton like is that. in Virginia. Oh, okay. Okay. In Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one that I hear that, um, you know, it's basically like a, a fairly impressive facility out of, you know, that competes with um, PWIs or what have you. Right. And the thing about it is, you know, a lot of these schools, majority of HBCUs are in the in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, Texas yeah. Southern. They're in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, since you are an institution of higher education and you are in the so-called hood, I mean, you could be a better, a, a big influence on that neighborhood. But we always see that when it comes down to it, administration wise, there's always something weird going on when it comes to the money. Now, I say that to say this with with someone like Deion Sanders coming in to Jackson State. He's been there, I think, three years and he's elevated their program, their profile. He's elevated HBCU football. Period. Right. Period. Um, Mm -hmm. And those of you know listeners out here that do watch sports, you don't see HBCU sports, period, on TV. Right. Football, baseball, basketball, nothing. Okay. But since Dion Primetime has been at Jackson State, they're on ESPN. Right. You might get like Grambling State or something like that. On yeah, the, 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 um, you'll get the, the Bayou Classic, Grambling State and Southern on right. NBC, the Battle of the Bands. And that's really what people are watching for. That's really what people are watching. Yeah. We ain't watching it for the games because the talent ain't that good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about how a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about, man, our kids need to start going back to HBCUs and stop giving these white folks all of our talent. Well, if you look at, I live in Oregon, you go down to University of Oregon, look at their facilities and go to any HBCU and look at their facilities. You'll mm-hmm. see why the kids ain't going. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and you know, what's interesting about that is um, a lot of uh, uh, a flu, a few, excuse me, I'm having mo- uh, mush mouth this morning. A few blue trip, blue chip prospects decided to go to HBCUs. Yeah. Initially. Right. Because, yeah. you know, we had the whole Black Lives Matter 
um, movement, not the organization, fuck them, right. but, you know, the whole movement for Black Lives. You had uh, the George Floyd situation. And so a couple of blue chip recruits decided to go to HBCUs and things like that. So it wasn't just Dion. Right. Dion played a played a huge role, but you had an opportunity to really um, change the entire landscape of HBCUs when you start getting blue chippers coming there. Um, that's the, but now I, I'm hearing that some of them blue chippers, you know, they're experiencing some things at the HBCUs, and they like, look, man, y'all got to get it together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who, I'm trying to was that one of Dion's kids? Yeah, one well, of, one of well, one of well, Dion was able to get a lot of kids to come and play for him, and a lot of kids to transfer in from bigger colleges, bigger universities. Kids transferred in from one transferred in from Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying one a couple transferred from Florida, Miami. Um, couple other schools up in the Midwest, Ohio State, a couple other kids transferred in. So he's got some talent. You know what right. I mean? But there was a story, I believe it was in 2013, about Grambling. And Grambling is the, the most prestigious football program of HBCUs. And they were talking about how the players were going on strike because the uniforms had mold. They were still riding school buses, like yellow school buses to games. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It was just a, a filthy situation, a filthy uh, thing where they just weren't being treated right. And at all universities, the money comes from the football program. I, I, I know you like your science program and I, I know you like your English department, but that new science building, the football program built that. But that's not fair, Ken. Yeah, well, hey, life ain't fair. That's not fair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> life ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not fair for people to... to um make a commitment to go to your college and then they're not getting the treatment that they should be getting for coming to the college. You know what I'm saying? You're getting it on um, the backs of these football players that ain't never right. got paid until this year. What did they have mold on there? That's disgusting. That's, that's very disgusting. Happen. Yeah, it's disgusting. And I'm, and I'm saying this because what, so the incident that happened yesterday was the uh, Alabama state coach, Eddie Robinson Jr. Who was no relation to uh, Eddie, Eddie G Robinson, uh, the, you know, Hall of Fame coach at Grambling State University, no relation. He was mad because uh, I guess some comments was made. They had Jackson State for their homecoming. And Dion, addressing his team, told them, he said, I'm glad they made us our homecoming. You know, this, he's doing what a coach is supposed to do, motivating his players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they made it, you know, they talked about it within themselves. Dion didn't go to the media talking about, I'm glad this, I'm glad y'all made us our homecoming. We're going to whoop your ass, blah, blah, blah. That never happened. But a video did get out of Dion in the locker room talking to his players, talking about Alabama State making them their homecoming. The coach at Alabama State didn't like it. So, of course, the game goes on. Jackson State's winning. They win the game. Now, at the end of the game, Dion goes in for a handshake and he was going to give the dude a hug. Dude, push Dion off. And Dion, he put his hand on Dion's chest. Dion pushed him off, pushed his arm off. And, you know, the thing about it is, it's like what I've noticed is, this is the second year in a row where I'm seeing a lot of complaining and whining from other black coaches at other HBCUs. And I, mm-hmm. I, 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 what irritates me about because I would like to see HBCUs be successful. That's why I'm critical. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because there's no reason for them to not be successful. And the only reason why they're not successful is because of shit like this. Is it toward Dion? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. saying that the hatred is toward? Or the, oh, know, without a doubt. Last year, okay. I think it was the, the year before uh, during the COVID season, they lost to Alabama A&M and uh, the Alabama A&M go- coach going to go to me and say, yeah, tell Dion to bring me back my shoe. Basically saying he put it in his ass. Mm-hmm. Now, Dion didn't say nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He didn't say, he didn't respond to it, nothing like that. But you could tell that a lot of them have this bitterness because of it's Dion Sanders when really it's about 
uplifting the profile of all of these programs. Dion is is talking about all these programs. There was a conversation that happened uh, about three weeks ago where Dion got mad. They went, they played, uh, I think, Grambling. They smoked them like 49 nothing. And Dion got mad, he said, because when it got to be about 21 nothing, he noticed all the Grambling fans was leaving. And he addressed it. And he's saying, look, if you guys, we want to be seen as top notch, if we want to be on ESPN and we want to be seen as the shit, why, and I'm saying this verbatim. I'm, I don't. I'm not saying that this is what he said. Right. You know? right. But, but um, paraphrasing. So if 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 this is what you guys want, and you guys keep saying about how we ain't getting no respect and they get no love, but you ain't coming to the games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a problem. Last yesterday's game with all the hoopla, the game sold out. Deion mm-hmm. said in the press conference because they was talking about. Do you think that it was wrong that you said? He said, "Wait a minute." He says, "Alabama State." He said, "The game was a sellout yesterday, right?" He said, "Yeah." He said, have they sold out a game uh, before that? And the record reporter said, no. OK, then what are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so it's a lot of a lot of this. And it, the, the bad thing about it is a lot of this is on display. It's black folks, HBCUs. A lot of this stuff is on display. A lot of hating, a lot of back backstabbing and crabs in a barrel type behavior. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, man, we can't even get it right with football. Well, it's no you wonder that, that the, the, the schools ain't that. shit. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, man. Um, it sounds like it does sound like there's some professional jealousy for sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and the thing about it is, it's a, it, it's it's if that's what's really going on, and it sounds like it is, um, it just shows how short sighted a lot. And you kind of touched on this at the beginning of the show, how short sighted a lot of these coaches are in just that culture period of, of HBCUs to where you can't see, okay. Here's this dude. He's bringing a high profile to where we are. Let's ride that way. Not saying you got to kiss his ass, but no. you know, let's 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 ride that wave a little bit and, and and try to um up our ante a little bit. I think a lot of these dudes are scared that um some of these programs are going to try to get high profile ex football ex uh, pro players to come and, and get them out the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. That's yeah. what a lot of the dudes are scared of. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that because they, yeah. Grambling hired Hugh Jackson, who's been in the NFL for 20-something years. Tennessee State mm-hmm. hired uh, Eddie George, who, of course, NFL Hall of Fame, well, soon to be Hall of Famer. You right. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Doug Williams, he was Super Bowl MVP. He coached for years in HBCUs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I mean, they're, they're going to want better coaching. So, if you right. are a current coach, you better get better. Right, because a lot of this too. Now let's let's keep it a hundred. If your football program is a money pit, the school ain't the schools that already have very little resources are not going to be anxious to pour money into the football exactly. program. So you need so to start making like some a, money, right? It's kind of like a chicken or egg thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. are the are the programs poor because they don't put money into the programs, or is the program poor and so they're reluctant to pour money into the program? You know, it's which one is it? You know what right. I'm saying? But it can't be both. It can't be both. And, and a lot of these coaches, you know, you've been getting funds, you've been getting things, you ain't been getting results. Right. So right. a lot of these dudes are afraid of that change coming. <laughs> uh, well, a change is coming. And the thing about it is, you know, a lot of them were hoping because Dion's name came up for the Georgia Tech job. And I know a lot of them coaches was hoping that he left. I'm pretty sure they were. You know what I'm saying? I'm a lot of them sure. don't mind. You know, unfortunately, because this is a lot of time, this is how a lot of people think. They didn't mind if he went to Georgia Tech, which is, you know, a big time college and Jackson State goes back to being nothing and mm-hmm. the HBCUs go back to not being on TV because guess what? They're still pulling the check. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're still getting paid. They're still going to get right. the same type of recruits because they can't recruit like Dion. 
You know what I'm saying? So they're still going to get the same players. Nothing's going to change for them. Everything would change for Jackson State. Everything would change for the big picture, but nothing would change for them individually. They don't see, like you said, they're short-sighted. So they don't see that the simple fact that you have a Deion Sanders, you're getting more publicity on national TV. That means a higher salary for your dumb ass soon. That means more, that means better recruits for you soon. You know what I'm saying? That means better facilities. That means you can go and demand more from your administration because they're pulling in money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you're short-sighted, you're not going to think about that. You're just thinking about, I don't like Deion Sanders. He's not swag. He's not swag. That sounds like some old, uh, some old, um, 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 divine nine type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he ain't, he's not, uh, he's not a pledge. So, you know, we're going to keep him out of the circle. Now you can't keep him out of the circle. You that's exactly the mindset at a lot of HBCUs. That's a, exactly the mindset. Like you mm-hmm. just nailed it right on the head. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not a part of he's not a part of the uh, the in crowd because he didn't go to an HBCU. Let me tell you something. All of them players that played at HBCUs, and I mean, you can go all the way back to Deacon Jones. They all wanted to go to a big time school. Mm-hmm. They all wanted to go to Alabama. Do you think Jerry Rice wanted to go to Mississippi Valley State? Mm-hmm. Well, no, he didn't. He went to play big time college football, but with the opportunities that existed, he did the most with it. There's nothing wrong with that. But right. don't try to make it like, you know, this Eddie Robinson dude. I guess he went to um, I think he actually went to Alabama State, too. Eddie, that Eddie Robinson Jr. dude came tell us that he wanted to go there. He wanted to go to Alabama or Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay, He just wasn't good enough. There's nothing wrong with that. He did the most yeah. that he did with his opportunity. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. But don't sit up here talking about he ain't swag. I know you want to have pride, but really it has to do with you getting your ass whooped. That's all it is. Uh, it wasn't even that bad of an ass whooping. It so wasn't. Mean, you lost by 14 points. Yeah, it, it makes it sound like it's something more. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's some other stuff going on there. Professional. Personal. That we talked about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's personal. You know, I, I commend Dion because Dion didn't have to go to Jackson State. I hope he stays. And the reason why I say I hope he stays, I hope he stunts on them. Yeah. Until they up their game. Yep. Or leave. Right. Because that's the way that's the way business works. You know what I'm saying? When you when you know, I remember I used to work for this place, uh, it was a welding fab. And I, I used to fill compressed gas cylinders. Shit is dangerous as fuck. Uh, and it was a locally owned, family owned uh, company, you know, local here in Portland. And it got bought out by a big conglomerate. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people there was whining. Oh, man, they man, they changing my hours. They do that. Guess what? You're going to get right or get left. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they come, when they step, when the big dog step in, you either going to work or you're not. All that bitching and whining, nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's no different for these HBCUs when it comes to the talent level. You know, if you want these kids that are coming from these South Florida and Southern California schools, if you want those kids, you got to step it up. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, I was watching football yesterday. USC is rolling. UCLA is rolling. Them kids from Southern California are not going to Alabama no more. <laughs> They're not leaving Southern <laughs> California, homie. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So you got to you got to figure out a way. How are you going to compete? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I, oh man, they, they missed a golden opportunity. Like I said, man, yeah. because it seemed like the high of what happened three, you know, what was going on in the country with the community three years, four years ago, yep. starting to wane now. Yep. And so, you know, it looked like people are starting to get back to regular business, you know, whatever that means. And so, here you have these HBCUs that they're not going to be able to capitalize on anything. 
Right. They should have had a major influx of support, major influx of resources, and they got nothing out of it, man. Well, how you many of those I mean? HBCUs was in on the tech? Yeah, probably all of them. Exactly. All of them. Exactly. You know, um, when you don't do what you're supposed to do with the money, you, those are the results that you get, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. You, you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then, you know, they they having a hard time getting their boy Biden to, to break chip off any type big time funds to him. You know, yeah, any, I mean? any type of relief. Right. You know, and then talking and then, about money right. to HBCUs for, you know, four, five, six years now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Donald Trump that gave HBCUs a bunch of money, wasn't it? I don't remember. I can't remember who it was. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I know a couple of HBCUs got bailed out because a lot of them used to be um, private schools and now they're not anymore. They're not privately funded anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're funded by the federal like government. Lot, also, a lot of these HBCUs, they're not even majority African-American no more. Oh, no, that's that's been changed. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's HBCUs that are predominantly white now. Damn. Yeah, there's one called uh, St. Paul University. I think St. Paul University is in Virginia. I think it's in Virginia. It's majority white. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I, so, how does say how is St. Paul looking? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have look, to check that out. Let me let, let me look me, it up. Head to Google. Now, this is gonna be a little interesting experiment here. Let's see how St. Yeah, St. Paul's. There it is. Yep, St. Paul's. It's in Minnesota. Um, the, it's in. It's in. Where's St. Paul's at? St. Paul's is in Virginia, Lawrenceville, Virginia. Okay, St. Paul University. So St. Paul, so this is what it is. So St. Paul's University actually closed its doors in 2012. Uh, so it was CIAA, so it was accredited. And I believe, so it says here, they closed its doors in 2012. But I remember reading something about it being majority white at the time. Uh, Morris okay. Brown closed its doors. Morris Brown's been closed for a while. Okay. Major, let's try this. Majority white HB. Okay. Yep. Bluefield State College in uh, that West Virginia. Uh, more than yeah, more than eighty-five percent of the students are white. Okay. Let's check that out. Let's see. Uh, Bluefield State. This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, it looks it looks decent. You get the small. You can tell it's a okay. small school. It's a small, small school. school. It's very Beautiful small campus. Yeah, Beautiful nice. That they're showing. Yeah, this is a nice school. It's real nice, but it's in West Virginia. It's in literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But at you know at at the time when they created these schools, this is where black people were. You know what I'm saying? This school, I believe, uh, Bluefield State College was created in what 1888, uh, 1895. Hey man, that's a that's a nice looking campus for for it to yeah. be the size that it's a small campus. But from the images that I'm seeing, uh, it, it's it's very well kept. Yeah. Now it's one thing to see, you know, some Google images, a whole nother thing to actually go on the campus. So right, right. Take right. It with a small well, we know the classrooms still look the same as they did in 1973. Right. You know but uh, if if this if this is not an edifice and and and, and the outside reflects the inside, uh, then that's a damn nice campus, man. It yeah. almost looks like a um it almost looks like a damn um uh, what do you call them schools? The, like the super, super elite schools? I can't. Oh, like an Ivy League or um, Ivy League school. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's real small, like an Ivy League school, too. Morehouse is a nice looking college. A lot of these campuses look nice. You know, the, the infrastructure, they look nice. You know what I mean? Um, it's just the administrations and way they handle business. It's just it's just bad. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I got it's you. always been administration. It's always been money being mismanaged. It's always been people under investigation for misappropriation of funds. My favorite, my favorite yeah. term. 
it's appropriate. Uh, okay. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something about that. Um, because you notice this, it doesn't just happen in, in with the case, damn near everywhere that you have a majority black administrative body, rather it's, uh, you know, local municipalities, rather it's churches, rather it's um, private institutions like, uh, you know, junior college. We, I just had somebody out here in my area in the city of Pasadena. It was a, a very well-known black um administrator at Pasadena City College, he got busted for uh, misappropriation. misappropriation of funds. Major, yeah. big money, millions oh, of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably going to prison. Uh, I believe he is. I think he's yeah. in prison now. Oh, but, damn. Uh, yeah, so wh- what do you think that is? Do you think that, um, I hate to say, it, niggas just corrupt more, or do you think they're doing everything that, you know, their white counterparts are doing, but they just are under heavier scrutiny because they're black. Like, what do you think is the the, the thing behind that? Because it happens a lot. Well, it happens that white it happens in white organizations, too. You know what I'm that saying? Happens. It happens a lot. Like, it's not this isn't nothing that's new. Like, it happens a lot. I think the reason why a lot of black people get in trouble for it is because a lot of the times the microscope gets on uh, an organization like, say, the Urban League or the NAACP or something like that, the microscope gets put on them a lot because of the fact that you're helping such a small minority of people. You know what right. I'm saying? And but you're also on a big stage. So the NAACP and the and um, the Urban League is going to the White House and they're going to these summits and all those kind of things. So if there's any type of uh, funny business going on, there's going to be a microscope on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just is now because you're you're doing things to help certain quote unquote communities. Towards a lot of these other these white organizations, these white nonprofits that are getting in trouble for misappropriation of funds, they're not necessarily doing anything for the community. They're probably doing something else. You know what I mean? They get caught for misappropriation. You even hear about it at colleges, USC. And I think it happened at USC uh, last year or year before last or something like that. But it wasn't the person didn't go to jail. You know what I'm saying? USC also had that scandal with the parents paying money for their kids to get higher test scores. Yeah, the mom from uh, Full House got caught up on that. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, when it has something to do with the community and the money is supposed to go back into the community and we find Mm. out you stole it, that's where the problem is. Towards Mm. a lot of these other organizations, none of that money was going back into the community. It was probably for something else. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I noticed a lot of black folks, um, Kwame Kilpatrick is one, you know what I'm saying? That was getting in trouble. Is he out of prison yet? I don't know. He should be by now. Motherfucker been in there for the... (laughs) Yeah. He's been in there for the last 20 fucking years. Yeah, they got him up out of there. I remember his name. I remember when he first got elected as mayor out there, he um he was a pretty big name. His name was popping out that way as an up-and-comer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they put the fire to his ass. They put him under a super microscope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got up out of there. I'm trying to find that dude that that um, did all that money. At Pat- oh, he, got his, he, got, he actually got his sentence commuted by Donald Trump. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, he's being they said Trump got quite a few black people uh, sentences commuted. Oh, yeah. Now, wasn't, it, wasn't a rapper or something? Wasn't it uh, Kodak Black or somebody also that got their sentence commuted by Trump? Was, I think it was uh, Kodak Black, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 weird, man. Like, what what, what was that whole... Somebody must have been... Uh, somebody must have did some favors or, or, you know, made a nice little donation to Trump or something because that's so, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what does he know about Kodak Black? To, I have no know, idea. I want to ask you, what do you think about Robinson's um, excuses for why he didn't, uh, why he was mad? Because he's claiming, he's claiming that he feels like 
Deion shouldn't have brought in the backup quarterback at the end to run up points on them. Like, I guess he felt he was treating them like, a, I guess, a scrub or, you know, just uh, doing overkill. And I don't know. I thought that was like something people said in, you know, high school and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, it's bad sportsmanship. But I always felt like in professional, which I feel like this should be a, pre- a preparation for, it's not really the same the same thing. If you want that backup quarterback to get some experience, then, you know. But so- yeah, I mean, I believe, I think that, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, you just said it, like, that's more or less a high school thing. Like, um, when you're in high school, you know, sometimes, a, a you know, a school that just doesn't have talent and they're, and they're losing, they'll ask for what they call a running clock, right? So no matter what happens, the clock just keeps running because they know they're going to lose. They're losing by a lot. But the thing about it is that game, the score was, I believe, 17 to nine going into the fourth quarter. So it wasn't a blowout. Yeah, it wasn't like a crazy type. No, the final score was 26 to 12. So it's not like Deion Sanders and his team was blowing anybody out. I think that that coach from Alabama State has the same issue with a lot of these HBCU coaches that they just don't want Deion there because Deion has taken a lot of attention from them. One, two, he's upping the standards. And we know that. Even when it comes to education, HBCU standards are not at the level that they should be at. At one point in time, if you went to an HBCU, you came out with a lot of knowledge. You came out with a lot of information. If you went to Tuskegee, you came out with some skills. If you went to Howard, you probably came out as a lawyer or a doctor. You know what I'm saying? There was a point in time when these these institutions of higher education were the good, it was top notch on the same level as some Ivy League schools. You know what I mean? You really could have flipped the coin and said, do I want to go to USC or do I, want, do I want to go to Morehouse if you were a young man? You know what I'm saying? Or if you were a young woman, do I want to go to Spelman or do I want to go to UCLA? You can flip the coin. But at, at this point right now, we know the funding is bad. We've seen scandal after scandal of admin administrators being charged with mis- misappropriation of funds, financial aid departments stealing from the students, uh, dorms being just, I mean, raggedy. You know, I think right now at Howard, as a matter of fact, I have a student who's at Howard right now. She's homeless. Luckily, she has a relative that lives in D.C. because there's something going on with the dorms. You know what I'm saying? You got the water crisis going on in Jackson, in Mississippi. So now the Jackson State players can't even live on campus right now. So it's always something with HBCs, period. Now we're seeing it with sports. There was a one point in time where there was a scandal with Grambling, where Grambling's uh, football players, I believe this was in 2012, 2013, Grambling's football players were going to go on strike because they said the, the uniforms had mold on them. They didn't even have a chartered bus. They were driving, they were riding yellow buses, school buses to away games. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. always something. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's always an issue when it comes to funding, when it comes to treating these students more than, you know, and but and these these institutions are not not cheap. You know what I mean? Tuition at Grambling and tuition at Howard is expensive as hell. You know what I mean? But the kids are not being treated fairly. And, you know, uh, there was a recent report that came out like in uh, early 2022 was uh, it was called Basic Needs and Security at Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And they found like, um, you know, a lot of basic needs like healthy food and secure housing. Yeah. You know, uh, two thirds of respondents said that they've been struggling to meet basic needs like food insecurity, housing insecurity and homelessness. You know, like uh, a majority of the respondents and, you know, to be fair, I don't know the methodology of the study. So some people could say there's a sample bias. I don't know the full thing, but a majority of the respondents, 55% said they experienced housing insecurity in the past year. 
a fifth of the students said they experienced outright homelessness in the past. And these year. are students. Yeah. These are students. Now, one thing for sure, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was talking about, you know, HBCU experience, whatever. I told her, I said, you know, I have, a, I have a daughter that's in college right now. She goes to the University of Oregon. You know, the thing about it is I know for sure that my daughter is safe at University of Oregon down in Eugene. Right. Um, a lot of HBCUs are in the ghetto. You know, I know for a fact Morehouse, Spelman, Clark, Atlanta. I'm, I know I, had, I used to mentor this young man who played actually was a golf. Um, he played golf for Morehouse. Right. He was a scholarship golf athlete. Crazy. It sounds crazy. He used to tell me about how, you know, some of his fellow students were getting robbed. They were having their dorms kicked in and getting robbed. You know what I mean? These kids don't even feel safe on these campuses. Now, that's not I'm not shitting on HBCUs. What I am saying is there needs to be there should be a standard that exists. But when you have situations like financial aid departments stealing from the students, which was going on at Howard, when you have misappropriation of funds that was going on at all these other different schools. You had the AKA woman that had the women uh, down there. I believe she was in Georgia or Alabama. She had some of the women down there on, on campus, uh, basically like, like she was a pimp and was having them, having the, the girls go sleep with men. Oh you yeah. Got, I mean, remember I remember, that? I remember that wasn't, was she the one where um, even like her daughter was fair game or someone else? There was some, um person who had a who had a scandal like that but even like um a relative of hers she was kind of um uh, pimping out even they said this is at fort valley state which is an hbcu i believe oh, in no, georgia's no. Fort, fort valley state university oh no alpha i'm thinking, kappa, I'm thinking huh? of a different i'm thinking of a different one this is georgia's alpha kappa alpha sorority which is a black sorority under investigation after being accused of running a sex ring and pimping out its pledges to local politicians and businessmen so this is the oh. type of shit that's going on at these universities. I didn't hear about that one at all. The one I was thinking about was um, involving players and, and a different school. Wow. So and outside, of, outside of the school? Yeah. Well, I, I'm guessing they went to school there. They were pledging in the sorority and she had them going out having sex with uh, po local politicians and businessmen. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's pimping them to people outside of the school. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm looking at these men. These are old ass men. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the type of stuff you got to worry about when you're on an HBCU campus. And I'm not saying they're all doing this because there's over 50, 60 different HBCUs. But when this when this stuff, this is what I mean by this is like because these universities are so small, because these universities are historically black and for black people because of the racism and white supremacy that kept African-American black students off their off predominantly white campuses. And now we look at what at the state there that they're in right now. And I parlay that to what's going on with Deion Sanders at Jackson State and uh, the young uh, Eddie Robinson Jr., who is no relation to the Eddie Robinson from Grambling. Uh, what they're going through, what their beef is about and what they're going through. And you see the crabs in a barrel, the the the, the trash talking and, and things like that and almost coming to fisticuffs between the two coaches. I mean, it's to the point to where if you're a Deion Sanders who don't, you know, they can't even pay Deion Sanders his worth. He's only making like three hundred thousand dollars as a coach. But you know I'm, what I'm, sure saying? To, I'm sure to them, they just uh, view it as uh, he's the slumming and and right big and big timing. That's right. How exactly. You're, you know because what I'm saying? They, they there's don't, there's they a don't, lot of ego. There's a lot of. ego. Oh, absolutely. Well, they don't look at it as we are. We are benefiting from Deion Sanders being a coach in the swag also because because of Deion Sanders, we're all on TV now. We're all on ESPN. I can't remember before the last three years. Only time I remember HBCU football being on TV is either the the Bayou Classic, which is on NBC every year and has been for the last 30 years, or BET used to have HBCU football on. And that was years ago. Do you think a part of it is that they're uh, 
low-key afraid of the higher scrutiny because uh they can kind of run the whole HBU HBCU system kind of like their own little uh kingdom. A lot of people who thrive in it and stuff, and that extra absolutely scrutiny. that's another thing because we all know right now when college sports, there's a lot of money involved. You have players being able to use their name and likeness to make money for themselves, which in turn also coaches are doing the same thing and been doing that for years. But with HBCU, we don't know who the coaches are. We've never heard of the coaches. Except Eddie Robinson, and he died, I don't know, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Grambling was the crown jewel of HBCU football. They've had NFL Hall of Famers go to Grambling. I mean, some of the greatest NFL players of all time went to HBCUs like Jerry Rice and Walter Payton and Deacon Jones. So we know that there's talent, right? But I think lately with these coaches, when you have someone like Deion Sanders, that means the profile has to be updated. That means you can't have, like I said, with grambling with molded uniforms and riding on school buses, you can't have that no more because now you're under the microscope. You're under you're under the, the you're under the magnifying glass of quality. You got to have quality. And a lot of these programs don't have quality. You know, when you take these HBCUs and you put them up against Ohio, I guarantee, look, you can combine every HBCU and take all their best players and have them play Ohio State and they're going to lose by 50. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, the quality is going up with Deion Sanders. He's able to recruit against predominantly white schools now. You just got the number one recruit, Travis Hunter. This kid could have went anywhere in America. He chose to go to Jackson State. So the profile is being updated. The prof- the profile, there's a magnifying glass under HBCU football now. And I think a lot of coaches know that they're not quality coaches. And if the profile keeps being updated by Dion and we're on TV and seeing this, they're all going to get fired. You know what I'm saying? You're going to start seeing pro coaches, former pro coaches coming in and coaching. We already see, besides Dion, there's already one, Hugh Jackson, who's at Grambling right now. So you're starting to see more attention being put towards, okay, look, we need to um, get better coaching and recruit better because there's money in this. Whereas before, well, you know, it's just like just like the admin, the coaches can make their money, never get fired and don't have to worry about anything. Don't have to worry about anybody uh, expecting anything. There's no expectations where there's expectations now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things where you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, this ain't even about Dion. This isn't about the ego. This is a typical crabs in a barrel, you know what I'm saying, bullshit that goes on in the community, okay? And I think somebody needs to say something about it, but no, you know, they're talking about it, but, you know, something has to be done, you know what I mean? With the, the, the idea of having a quality on these HBCU campuses or any campus where Black people exist is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with having quality, you know? I'm kind of curious what's going to happen next as far as um, what kind of fallout is going to happen with uh, Eddie Robinson. Like, I mean, whether it's social or what, like, I, I, like, how are people kind of reacting to this within the community? Well, I, I, I took a peek online just to see what some people were saying. Everybody knows I'm not on Twitter, but I still have a, I still have Twitter, the, the account on my phone so I can look at certain things. And from what I saw, I saw a lot of going back and forth with people. Some people thought it was not a big deal. You know what I mean? Some people thought that um, Dion got what he deserved because Dion shouldn't have been talking about the other team when we know that coaches will say anything to motivate their players, right? So this happens at every university. But you had a on these at these HBCUs, the alumni, you know, who who are online, they're just you know, some are saying that Eddie Robinson was being pathetic and childish, which is true, and then some were saying that they didn't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Oh, he don't he doesn't owe Dion a hug. And it's just called etiquette. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just etiquette. You have never seen any coach in the NFL not if if they go in for a hug. Some coaches only handshake. 
But if they do go in for a hug, you've never seen them put their hand on the other dude's chest like, no, bro, don't hug me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just weird. You know what I mean? And that's the type of behavior that we do towards each other and expect people to just be okay with it. And it's, it's not okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not okay. If you had a problem with Dion's team going through your workouts or whatever the fuck, you could have said something at that. And that's what Dion Center said. If he had a problem with anything that I said or what we was doing, we could have had a conversation before the game. Mm. Because there's video of Dion giving handshakes to all the other coaches on his staff, but he didn't show up. So it's just one of those things. It's just weird, really weird how we'll think of any excuse just to be raggedy. And that shit is played out. You know what I mean? It's played out, man. You got to stop that. Uh, I'm going to play his uh, statements because I I found him. Yes, me being up front is just like, uh, I thought it was a lot of disrespect the whole week. So you're not going to be disrespectful the whole week in media. Uh, We didn't talk in pregame. I was out there the whole time at the yard line. Uh, He walked through our our whole offensive, I mean, our whole huddle on our end zone. He came a long way around and get to his side of the field in pregame. Thought that wasn't classy at all. Uh, So in the fourth game, I'm not about to give you the old Bomber bro. I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to go on. I'm going to always be respectful and affect the game. You know, you got the great guys, W. Scores, Eddie Roberts, those guys, Reno Cavs. I'm, I'm living on the shows with a swag. Like, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. So he's in the conference doing a great job. Can't knock that. Got a great team. Son should be up for the Heisman Trophy win. I love Shadu. Great player. I love what he's going for the conference. Uh, probably one of the best things he had since that Steve McNair when he was in there. Love all that. But you're not going to come here and disrespect me and my team and my school. And then when I grow up, shake my hand and get the hell on. Period. You got the W. Great job. I hope he comes back next year. I, I pray he don't get a fire five job. We can play them next year in Jackson. And I pray. They put it for their damn. Coach Trotter is trying to pull away from his handshake there. Yeah, yeah, I'm just pulling away. I mean, we, we handshake and that was it. I mean, it, it ain't no need for no embrace. That's a weird question. Uh- would you say you were trying to pull away from his head shake? Like, what, what kind of question is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Some of the, yeah, some of the questioning at, at the end of uh, sometimes the uh, press conference of HBCU football games are funnier than the games because some of the press just ask some really weird questions. You're like, what? And, and <laughs> I don't know if you can find the Deion Sanders one where he's talking, but it's very can, interesting. Okay, every single can find it. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird question. Were you saying you were pulling away? Or were you, was it a, more of a roll? You know, would right? You say, would, you, would you say it was a sway, or would you say it was a dip? Like, and why do you call it the Obama bro hug? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I don't know. The Obama okay, I was, bro hug. I was here to find Sanders' um, statement. Yeah, it's it's online because that's been a hot topic for the last forty-eight hours since it happened now, i don't even i didn't watch the game you know what i'm saying i was i was barely in the house but uh i always check to see how his team is doing because of how much buzz he's created you know what i mean even if i don't watch the games I always check the scores and then i'll check the standings to see who's good you know what i mean so it's like he's brought he's he's got it on people's minds you know what i mean to whereas before nobody was thinking about hbcu football you know what i mean that was just something that black people did you know, uh, it basically, or if you did have HBCU football on, it was to watch the Battle of the Bands. It oh, wasn't to watch the football game. Oh, oh, oh wait, he gave a new statement, and uh, you got to hear this statement. This is interesting. I I can't find an audio of it. Cause I think it's a written statement, but this is statement from Alabama State University head coach Eddie Robinson Jr. on Jackson State post game, and this seems like it's more recent. Like somebody spoke to him. Mm-hmm. and he had to say something, but he goes, I acknowledge Coach Sanders by shaking his hand after the game. I chose not to embrace him for reasons stated in my post-game presser. In my attempt to avoid the embrace, I extended my hand to discourage the contact, and Coach Sanders responded by pushing my arm away. So he tried to kind of make it seem like he was the He's victim. He's a victim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part is kind of really cheesy. I mean, the rest of it was 
Um, I wasn't in his corner, but it was at least arguable, you know. But yeah. this is just kind of weird. Like I was just trying to, you know, it's like someone saying I was just trying to protect myself from uh, um my wife's attack, and I accidentally uppercutted her. This yeah. is one of those weird type of uh semantics thing. As it makes sense, yeah. As it relates to the post game conference, I'd like to apologize to Alabama State University President Dr. Quentin T. Ross Jr., our alumni, faculty, staff, students, and supporters for my choice of language. I will use this as a teachable moment for myself, our staff, and our players. So I feel like someone kind of had to. Oh yeah, who was the president? Uh, Alabama State University President Dr. Quentin T. Ross Jr. That's who called him. Mm. That's who called him. That's why he said his name specifically because that dude called him and said, "Hey." What the fuck is you doing? Like, yeah. This isn't about you. So Eddie Robinson Jr. just ruined homecoming for his players, for his staff, and for the whole community. And here are some replies. People are saying stuff like uh, ASU is making their coach release a statement because Coach Sanders is a celebrity. Wonder if Sanders was playing Nick, Nick Saban, would he have taken the same route to get to his side of the field? Answer is no. Respect would have been given. And then people were like, no, that's uh, bullshit. Is it about Saban or Saban? Yeah, Saban. Saban, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, even in this uh, replies, people are going both ways. And some people are on Robinson's side. Some people are, you know, against Well, because against- there's the jealousy factor in it, too. And this goes back yeah. to how we treat each other. The jealousy factor. Like, they're saying that, like, think about this. You know, off of, did you see that on Twitter or was this on YouTube? Oh, no, it's on Twitter. Of course. So <laughs> think about this. They're saying that they made him apologize because Dion is a celebrity. Make that make sense. What the hell does Dion Sanders being a celebrity have to do with that interaction between the two? They, you weren't, you're not going to find that type of interaction between two coaches nowhere. Nope. So why does it matter? It does. It has nothing to do with that's that's called making an excuse for ignorance. And it's, yeah, and it's like trying to pretend that that is normal uh, behave, behavior. Yeah, like it's normal. Exactly. 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 Just like we had the conversation a couple of days ago of the lady talking about, oh, yeah, you see, it, I'm not even shocked by this. Normally, you see your whole family's twerking. No, oh, you yeah. don't. You're making an excuse for ignorance. Oh, when I was young, when we had our get togethers, everybody would be twerking. Or the the other excuses. Oh, it's an African dance. Like, oh, come on, bro. Like, just stop. I, I remember the person tweeted that a bunch of people, a bunch of black people, like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, yeah, it like, didn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? But we make excuses for bullshit. We make excuses for ignorance. Like we, you, and the thing about it is, you don't have. To, you know, all you had to do was say, you know what, man, he was wrong because he was. You know what I'm saying? He was wrong. You know what I'm saying? No matter what he thinks happened, because I, I didn't see anything. In, and I don't know if you can find the, the video of Dion, his press conference. But he even said that when I come out, even when I played, I go around and I talk to all the fans all the way around the stadium. Now, you got to remember, Dion's got a fucked up leg. He, had, he almost lost his leg. So he can't really he ain't running. He's walking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it was just any it's one of those things where my grandmother used to say any excuse beats none. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. Any excuse beats none, you know? So I don't know. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's just another example of us just, I mean, making a fool of ourselves for nothing. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't even no, there wasn't even nothing to gain out of that. Yeah. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing to gain out of that. You know what I mean? 
I don't know why. It's something with that last statement. Just <laughs> I can't stop laughing at it. The whole I was just trying to protect myself from his his, his handshake. Did Dion come out there with boxing gloves on? Yeah, I said protect for the myself. final handshake. I tried to protect myself from his hug, and you know, uh, you know, it's like yeah, Dion have uh, COVID. He he was hitting my she was hitting my uh, fist with her face. You know, right. it's just a weird. <laughs> One of those weird things people be trying to say. Right. <laughs> Didn't even make any sense, man. But I wanted to uh, switch gears, man. Um, oh, man. The video of uh, Trina and Saucy Santana. Oh, yeah, man. You want to know what's sad, man? Um, you, know, you know what's sad? I can't even get mad like a lot of people are getting mad. Like, something happened with me where I just burnt out, man. Like, I think... Well, you expect it. Yeah. Remember that get 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 your uh, get your booty to the polls thing when yep, they had yep. like in Georgia with all the yep. strippers and everything? Yeah. I had a lot of outrage for that. And I feel like a lot of people just didn't care. And then yeah. something about that kind of burned me out to the point. And, and that's kind of bad because that means that they're kind of winning. Like, you know, um, yeah. I can't even work up in anger anymore. So, you know, when I saw other people getting angry, I was like, you know. Good, good for them because I feel like at least someone should still be getting angry. Like, like me, it's not, it's not that I'm not angry, but I just can't even bother. Like, I just hate always tweeting or talking about the new fuckery I'm, I'm annoyed with. You know? Yeah, I think for me is like I wasn't even mad at the video for the same reason. Like I expected it. You know what I mean? But I always I thought it was funny that uh, I started doing a little research of you know this dating app BLK Black. Right? I even downloaded it on my phone just to see what it was like. It's the most raggediest app I've ever downloaded. I mean, it's completely raggedy. You know what I which, mean? Like, which, which app is which app is that? It's called Black B L K. Oh, oh, that's a dating app. It isn't yeah. owned by Match. Isn't it owned by Match.com? Or exactly. Now, if you look at Match.com and look at Black, you're gonna be like, why does this one look like this, and why does that one look like that? So apparently, Match.com owns a bunch of these dating sites. I think they own Tinder also. And it's like, why do they all look elegant? But this one just looks like it smells like cigarettes, smells like Newports. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bad, you know? And so just looking at that video, I'm, I'm like you. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked at all um, of what I saw, you know what I'm saying? Especially when who they had on there. You know what I mean? Like, people are degenerates. So I wasn't shocked by that. But I was definitely shocked at who put it on. Because when I first saw it, I didn't see um, that it was a dating app. I thought it was a like the Democrats did this like a voting thing. I was like, wait a minute. They really did this? Like, ain't no way they put this together. But then if you think about it, after I saw um, Meg Thee Stallion talking to Chelsea Clinton and Hillary Clinton, I'm like, yeah, they'll try anything, dude. Like some people were saying, man, it wasn't the Democrats. They never said vote Democrat. Bro, come on, man. Well, I will, I will say this from finding out some more about it is um, it was definitely for the Democrats, but it wasn't officially for the Democrats, as in the Democrats, from what I understand, didn't have a hand in actually right, making right. it. It's more right. like these people, it seems, kind of wanted to... Actually, you know, it's a perfect example of you always say how a lot of times black people do stuff for white people where the white people are like, okay, you went too far. We didn't ask you to do all that. We didn't ask you to do right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, uh, from what I understand, like, the actual creative direction of it was all from uh, Black. And I think they were kind of doing it to kind of show the Democrats, hey, uh, you know, we can uh, help you get the Black vote. And this is how we do it. You know, it's because this is what <laughs> Black people black people like. So it's kind of like uh, they, they kind of hurt not just themselves, but, um, you know, and not only hurt Black people, but like hurt the Democrats too. Because now it looks like the Democrats went to them and said, hey, uh, 
can you do this thing with uh same thing with the stripping thing like the democrats didn't actually say hey can you do some right. stuff uh that has stripping in it you know they right. just kind of right you know they trust it's, the almost, it's almost like they walked up to the the app and slid them some money under the table yeah and just and winked at them you know what i mean you know because if they of course they can't put their name behind it you know what i mean yeah but we know because black people are dedicated to the democrats more than they're dedicated to jesus himself white jesus at that we know that black we know who that was for exactly you know like we're not dumb you know on some level whether the democrats gave him money up front and asked him to do it or the hope was if we do this the democrats will remember us later and slash yes. money in the back end yep. one yep. way or the other this was done for the democrats but it wasn't necessarily done uh by the democrats but right at the end of the day um i'm sure the democrats like, didn't didn't care either like oh they the thought it was people, great that's yeah. great. That's like that's that's like going to the uh, that's like when a politician goes to the church and they're kissing all the black babies and got fried chicken and you know greens and shit. It's the, it's the same thing. Like it's the same reaction. And they trust the black people aren't gonna lead them astray. Like, hey, we're listening to black people. So this yeah. can't be this can't be wrong. It's kind of like when the um Democrats uh showed up with the Kenty cloth at the yeah. George Floyd thing. And everyone everyone, yeah, everyone was uh on Twitter was like, This is why you need black people on staff, you know, or this is <laughs> this is why you need to talk to black people, hire black, you know, those people who everything is um campaigning for a job, like this is why you yeah, need to hire, hire black people. Yeah, we need to hire POC. And then they found out later. It was the Congressional Black Caucus that gave him the yep. idea. They yep. gave him the Kentuck. <laughs> so yep. they were listening yep. to black people. Like yep, they the sure problem. were. The black people they find in those levels uh, don't have much sense. Right, right. That's the thing. That's that's and that's the thing. Like I don't know, man. I, I look at some of that stuff and I'm just like, this ain't by accident. You know what I'm saying? The Trina videos. Like it, what what I do, what I did like was I was looking at the comments whether it was on YouTube or on Twitter, and people were just. I mean, they were disgusted. Yeah. You mean, black folks were disgusted by it. You know what and, I mean? And that made me feel good, too, because I was like, I think one of the reasons why I uh, started getting burnt out was because I kept feeling like, OK, only a small corner of the black Internet seems to be outraged by us. It is the same stuff people over and over. It's like us and some some people. And for the most part, people just be making excuses like, oh, do you want Trump to win? You got to be quiet. You know, this isn't so bad. You know, right. it's fine. You know, so yeah, we're treating you like a whore in these in these commercials and these ads. But but would you rather be treated like a whore by us or have Donald Trump win? Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. So. That is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.